0: It's time for History Matters. Looking back at this week in history with the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire who ordinarily joins us in the studio this week. He is on the phone, so uh, joining us that way this time around to uh, catch us up on everything that happened uh, this week in history. Good morning. How are you? Well, I am doing well, Aaron, and I appreciate your flexibility in doing this. I just uh, uh, survived a... uh, uh, a pesky variant uh, that's been going around. Uh, uh, so I didn't want to bring that into the station because the station is full of good people that I respect. So, anyways, I appreciate it. Out of an abundance of caution, we said let's do it by phone this week, and I think that's a good idea. And the and the uh, important thing is be- and the important thing is you're feeling good, right? Oh yes, good. yeah, I'm feeling much better, and so are the. 10 other people who were at the same meal that all tested positive, and they're all getting better. So I'm really happy about that, especially. And uh, it's it's good that we live in a time where we have vaccines, we have antivirals, and we have so many other ways that we can rebound. And that's a lot better than it was two and a half years ago when we didn't know a lot. So uh, that's a good thing. All right, well, take um, us back. What's going on? Yes, well, I, I've i got to, this, you know, every week I kind of go, gee, is there anything happening? And then I bump into these these heroes and heroines of history that uh, are just remarkable. And one of them is probably one that we don't know uh, uh, a lot about or we wouldn't have known a lot about um, except that uh, of what occurs on July ninth, 1781. It's at a place that's a state historic site now called the House in Horseshoe. has nothing to do with horses, (laughs) but it's a horseshoe bend in the deep river down in Moore County. And Philip Alston was a patriot. And there was this, uh, uh, during the Revolutionary War, hard to believe, but there were those who were loyal to the crown, known as loyalists, Mm -hmm. who were fighting uh, for the crown. And these were Americans. And one of them was named David Fanning. Now, there is a person in Hillsborough around that same era named Edmund Fanning. They're not related at all, but they had some of the same similar zeal for Britain. And when David Fanning hears about these patriots uh, under uh, Philip Alston, uh, that they're at his house, he comes to uh, to attack them. And so David Alston barricades his men and they fight, and it's not terribly conclusive. They're firing shots Meanwhile, there is David Alston's wife, Temperance Alston, the real heroine of this story, with her kids. And she's trying to find a place. The house, which is still standing today, is made out of wood. The only place she could think safely to put her kids was to put a, shove a, a table into the fireplace. This is one of those large fireplaces. And put her kids on top of the table so that they're in the chimney and the chimney would protect them. It goes on. It's still inconclusive. Shots are being fired back, and people are yelling, and finally, uh, uh, David Fanning thinks, oh, I know, I'll burn the house down, and he gets a wagon, loads it with hay, and he's going to set it ablaze and run it into the house. Well, this is where the story hinges on the actions of this one woman and i think how oftentimes it is the soccer moms who come up with solutions she realizes what's going to happen she says this is nuts she pushes her husband out of the way and at great risk to herself opens the door comes out and startles everyone and says enough enough we're not going to do this anymore and peacefully ends this ridiculous conflict of people shooting at each other and the war will continue and of course uh David Fanning will eventually go into Hillsboro, and he will kidnap uh, the governor uh, later on. But that was then. So you can still visit this house. And i got to admire that it's oftentimes these soccer moms, or I'm not sure they were playing soccer back then. Probably but not, it, no. <laughs> but who was the real heroine of the day by saving uh, that house that you can still visit today. Uh, it's a state historic site. So hats off to Tempest Alston. Now, there's another thing that happened this week, and these are uh, a little bit different. Uh, some folks, uh, some uh, students at North Carolina AT&T who went into the local uh, Woolworth lunch counter in Greensboro in 1960 uh, to, um, uh, to order lunch, except that segregation was in order and they were ordered to leave because they're african American. So they protest, and they say, no, we're not going to leave, and other people begin to join this. And this movement picks up across the South as people realize that their money, their money is as good as anyone, and they should be not denied service. And it starts in February, and finally, on uh, July 25th, 1960, Woolworth says, enough. We are integrating the lunch counters in Greensboro it's a tremendous victory, and it sends a signal of the power of everyone to vote. Not only, uh, you know, once every two years or four years uh, in terms of elections, but you vote with your dollars. Who you give your dollars to, and that economic power of people saying, "Well, we're boycotting this store," and all the other sales that occurred caused Woolworths to take a look and say, "This is not worth it," and uh, that helped as much civil rights to advance. Uh, these heroes of uh, 1960, who I think are, are as notable as uh, anyone else. Uh, those four, the original demonstrators, Ezell Blair, Joseph McNeil, Franklin McCain, and David Richman. Uh, and they were joined by many others. But, you know, that's what sometimes what it takes is people saying, enough. Uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, we need to put a stop to it. So my mm-hmm. hat's off to them. Now, here's one that I think is... Really interesting, and it was not an honorific title, Um, and it goes back to if anybody uses the post office, then we can have our hats off to the first postmaster general, Benjamin Franklin, uh, who was appointed to that office by the Continental Congress July 26, uh, uh, 1770, and you've got to understand that, or I'm I'm sorry, it wasn't 1778, but uh, Benjamin Franklin Uh, This was not an honorific title. He had actually been doing this in Philadelphia, and he did it, uh, and there was some self-interest involved because in Philadelphia, under the British, um, as becoming the postmaster general for Philadelphia, he improved uh, the transmission of mail, but he also got free franking privileges for his newsletter and his newspaper, which was great. That meant it got into more subscribers' hands. And then the British were so impressed that in 1753 they said, gee, would you mind uh, uh, taking this on in terms of all of the colonies? So for the next 20 years, from 1753 to 1773, Benjamin Franklin is the one who is organizing an efficient way of making sure that mail is delivered. And, of course, this becomes... Absolutely critical when it comes to the Revolutionary War in terms of information being passed, <laughs> even before this. I think the British were upset that they made him the Postmaster General by the time yeah, that rolled. Well, around. eventually that happens. They realize, oh dear, what did we do? <laughs> but you know, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a picture of Benjamin Franklin in the U.S. Post Office, but maybe we should because he helped to ensure that that free uh, flow of public information. Uh, that we treasure today, and as much as part of what we think of as America uh, as anything else, in terms of uh, the free communication of ideas, the ability to share that. And, And this also comes down to anniversary cards and birthday cards and well wishes and congratulations or condolences, all of this being sent across the mail. And, of course, now we have electronic ways to do that through the Internet, but all of this comes back to Benjamin Franklin thinking in terms of a system. How could it be done uh, more succinctly than anybody else? And well, I find that pretty interesting. That, and, that, and that is, is that uh, yeah, we gotta, we got to <laughs> wrap up. But that is how okay. uh, history matters. Scott Washington, as always, hey, thank you so thanks much. thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Take care.